Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Fan Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Lowry. And I am one of your hosts, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. the Tecate Hate. Oh, you took how many days to work on that puppy? Um, Actually, I did not come up with that. My boo did, but... Oh, your boo. I'd like to hear about this some more. Yeah, she came up with it, and she's uh, Aww, really that's, smart. That's actually very cute and uh, kind of perfect. Shout out to your Lisa, boo. I'm taken. Yes. Sorry. God. <laughs> I thought this was you asking me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this week, we'll talk about the Monday show, Nicole Thurman, and the Thursday show, David Huntsberger's Nuppy, Sarah Schaefer's Ha Ha Hole, Chef Jeff's Gum. I almost said gum, but... You guys cannot see me doing the (laughs) blinking eyes gif. (laughs) Oh my god. Well, look at my writing. Also, Um, so anyhow, (laughs) do you have any shout outs, little Rafi? I don't have... Besides your baby boo? I only have a shout out to the Seek app. S-E-E-K on the iPhone app store. I thought it was the Iron Sheik app. Check it out and identify some wildlife and nature shit. Are you identifying any wildlife now? <laughs> oh my god. The side eye game over here is um, really high. <laughs> I am not identifying anything currently. Okay. Uh, so we are at my house. It's a Saturday morning. We, you came over last night, Friday night. We celebrated something kind of amazing last night. What were we celebrating? Does Friday usually come before Saturday? <sighs> we were Not celebrating always. the first <laughs> of October. Yep, it's the first of October. And how do we celebrate the first of October? By eating too much. So Netflix released Seinfeld October first. 2021 it was exciting we uh watched it we had black and white cookies we had calzones i wore a fancy shirt we played oh seinfeld trivia who won you know it's hard don't even have your excuses either but (laughs) oh i've got an excuse oh my god but technically Mm-hmm. You did beat me, but by how many points? I, bu- I beat you by one. Yeah. So how many times have we done this tournament? This is the fifth time. I have won three out of five. And I have won? Two out of five. So It's almost like we're very evenly matched. It is almost like we are, except the fact that I am one more. Yeah, but if I am we had done this. I am that much more of a fan. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Seinfeld buff. Because Biff wants yeah, to be if a buff. We, if we <laughs> record one right after I win, then it'd be like, well, look who's ahead or whatever. You know, yeah. it just happened to be that you won I mean, by I'm, one I'm yesterday. This is like this is like a basketball game where the mm-hmm. score is like one hundred one to one hundred. <laughs> And one goes like, off to like some tournament or championship and the other one's left behind. It yeah, just, just, like it that. just happened that that team had the ball as the <laughs> clock ran out. Oh, you got the last no, question there was or no something. Clock. We had a set amount yeah, of exactly. questions that we were going to have. And I got more than you. Correct. Ooh, now that's some. Oh, my God. Just oh. like in chess, if we time our answers. Okay. Okay. We can do oh, that. Ooh, now. 
then that would count this in is, your mind? Well, no. I mean, this still counts. But I'm just saying oh, okay. we're very evenly matched. That is it, true. I don't feel like I lost. I no, feel like I, I only lost because I'm bad with names. <sighs> but also, Me too. That's the only one I got wrong. <laughs> the no, only one. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, it doesn't matter. People are not here to hear us bicker about nonsense. <laughs> I beg to differ. Do I have any? Oh. I think I hear my neighbor. Maybe he wants to join us. They uh, hear anyway. you too. Yeah, good. They should. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in <laughs> to the uh, biggest uh, Seinfeld fan on the block. Oh, I have a shout out. Yeah. To you, Lisa. Wow. Um, calzones, ice cream, oh, black, and white, black cookies, and white cookies, ice cream sundae. All the limes one could ask for. Um, not to mention this pomegranate m- mimosa thing mm. we're drinking. And you made breakfast today. Mm. Mm. You really are like the hostess that eats hostess. Oh, <laughs> I would. Oh, my God. Do you have ding dongs? That would make my whole morning. <laughs> Excuse you. I'm taken. <laughs> Lisa, do you have any shout outs? I do have shout outs. Is uh, it to this? Oh, also shout out to you for buying mm. the new Apple TV so we could watch <laughs> Seinfeld on Netflix because you couldn't get the other one to work. We're staring at a screensaver of beautiful jellyfish. It really is pretty. Every once in a while, there's like this one that looks like it's going to come out of the screen. That could just be my own uh, mimosa morning. But yeah, yesterday I couldn't. F- stupid Seinfeld. Sp- not stupid. It's supposed to be on <laughs> stupid Netflix. And my Apple TV wasn't working. So I had to run over and get a new one so we could mm-hmm. watch it because I did go and borrow the entire series for my neighbor on DVD, but that defeated the whole purpose of watching it on Netflix and celebrating. So. Yeah, ran over to Best Buy real right quick. While you were at Best Buy, you probably could have bought the uh, Seinfeld DVD collection. I did not go inside. And I would not pay full price for a Seinfeld DVD collection. I bought mine. Mm -hmm. It's not... Here he has like all nine seasons in big ass boxes. Yeah. Mine is probably the size of like three of those. Okay. And it has all the discs. I got it for uh, like 30 bucks. But I gave it to my sister. Yeah, it's like similarly super cheap. I saw it and I was like, oh, I'm getting that. But, like, DVDs, I mean, come on. Yeah, what year is this? I mean, I do have a bunch of DVDs because I'm afraid I'm not finding these things. Like, we did have to watch Plan 9 from Outer Space last night, although I think you slept through most of it. But that's probably the best way to watch it. (laughs) I think so. To be fair. Uh, But that was also Seinfeld related. It just had, you know, we had to do a little... It it was a celebration. Exciting. Okay, so my... Anyway, my shout-outs to Brittany and the TNC. I'm going to... Never mind. Yes. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to East Coast Jen. Shout out to Dr. Jen. Shout out to my boo, LK. Shout out to Ray Morgan, Z Mary Jane, Tamara Holler, Delaney, Leanne, Luke Chastain, and Nina Hartley. I hope you were watching Seinfeld last night as well. We know Joanna was watching this morning. <gasps> Shout out to you, Joanna. She was watching this morning. She should come over. I should, I should just invite her over. We should. I got another bottle of bubbly. We could just make this a day of Seinfeld. Rafi okay. leaves. I switch it up to Joanne JK. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm not invited. I mean, we can have big salads. I can have a whole other menu planned by the end of the night. Jujubees. Juju fruit. Sorry, not jujubees. <laughs> okay. Anyway, do we have any BFF hotline calls? I'm pretty sure I know we do. <laughs> well, let me start off with some texts that we got to the BFF hotline. Okay. And uh, this person, of course, texted our number 818-BFF-0732, and they said, Some key description additions for our hosts. 
Lisa. People love her, e.g. Uber slash Lyft drivers. Does high kicks when happy or excited, parentheses, often. Has a contagious smile and laugh. Beautiful, but not intimidating. Rafi. Won't turn down an adventure. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Gives, <laughs> gives fair and entertaining restaurant reviews. May seem kind of serious at first, but can be very silly. Special skill can sleep anywhere. <laughs> Rafi and Lisa both. Great hair with three exclamation points. P.S. Philly is fine. Spelled with a P.H. I think it's sports fans that are aggressive. And uh, that is from someone who we're just going to call 610 till I die. Now, we also have some voicemails. Speaking of aggressive Philly <laughs> sports fans, let's see what we're getting ourselves into. I can't even say what's up, bitches. Because frankly, I'm afraid that would set too friendly of a tone for this phone call. <laughs> let's see. Let's start off on the positive note. First of all, Oh, wait. Oh, shit. This is NC Jen. Oh, no, shit. Fuck. He's close, Jen. Well, now I have to hang up and call back, and now Rocky's going to play that. You know you know what? Fuck it. Leave it all in. He's going to play it anyway. <sighs> so I was going to call to admit as the person that said Texas is trash. Honestly, I think it's a wasteland of turds. It is a vast. <laughs> I like how we're trying to shield her. The only exception would be the people of the TNC that Lisa knows that are there. I want to be totally clear. I do not think that you're a turd. You're the exception. But loving Texas is obnoxious. How much people who live there say they love their own state is completely fucking obnoxious. They don't do everything the best. They don't even do shit good. They're barely scraping by in Texas. They just don't want to admit it. So I am the one who agreed with you, Rafi. But, oh, we did not agree for long, did we, dude? So if you were trying to goad me, consider me goaded. <laughs> Let's talk about Philly, the city of brotherly love. How dare you? How dare you, number one, drag my team, the Phillies, through the mud by saying their name on your podcast and then suggest that I should become a Pirates fan? If you knew anything about baseball, you know the Pirates fucking suck. They finished last in their division. They won 59 games. They lost 99. They are complete, complete trash. The only thing more trash than the Pirates is the Yankees. That's right. I said it. The only thing more trash than the Pirates is the freaking Yankees. Oh, and by the way, the manager of the Phillies, Joe Girardi, who did he manage? Oh, the Yankees before he was a Philly. So... Maybe you shouldn't hate on the Phillies so much. I'd go on and on, but in order to understand anything else, I'd say you'd have to be able to name a player more recent than Lou Gehrig. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> ah, so what else? Was, oh, yeah, the throwing batteries at Santa. Honestly, Santa's stupid. Santa's stupid with two O's stupid. I don't think Santa's cool. I don't think telling kids about Santa is cool. I think it's a big fucking lie and a joke. But you know what? Maybe Santa delivered or deserved to have some batteries thrown at him. He's total turd too. That's right. I said it. I'm on Philly side no matter what. How dare you? How dare you? Talk soon. Wow. 
That was um, amazing. First of all, I can't believe <laughs> how... we get a new segment? It's uh, East Coast Jen Calls In. <laughs> I'm you know, I, I can't believe how well that worked. I mean, my plan uh, worked. You do like to stir it up. I forgot what she said that I was going to comment on, and I'm sure I'll remember when I edit, but um, Lisa, any thoughts? A more recent Yankees player? I mean, there's a gazillion, you mm. know? there's. Um, I do have to say this brotherly love thing. I'm just going to cut you off because I know you're... That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, excuse me for thinking that a city whose nickname promotes incest Oh, I was going to go just the fact that it's excluding women. That too? (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Philly, get your shit together. That's disgusting. I am a member of a fraternal organization. (laughs) But I apparently don't care. Also, speaking of Philly, those... Sorry. <laughs> I mean, they're the only contribution to society that they have is the Philly cheesesteak. Oof. It's melting cheese on steak is like the the most it's it's one step above Chicago deep dish pizza. It's cheap shitty meat with the cheapest shittiest quote unquote cheese. True. Put on to a fucking uh, piece of bread. I mean, this is like, this is like if, um, you know, some kind of moron were to go into a kitchen and try to slap something together and they think they're some kind of fucking gourmands. I say no. I'm not having it. Anyway. We had it then, though. We, oh yeah, it was delicious. It was good to soak up some alcohol. Much needed. We've got another message Ooh, here. Yay. Who could this be from? It's East Coast Jen again. <laughs> that last call was pretty embarrassing. So that's probably the only one that will make it to the podcast. But I also had a nice hotline call. I just didn't want to combine it with all the silly stuff because I'm so bitter about that. But when you two were describing each other, which I thought it was like, that was so nice. It made me happy to hear you two describing each other, but I thought that I would chime in on my description of you both. <laughs> it's not bad. I promise it's not bad. Like, admittedly, like, it was probably easier to describe Lisa because I've known her for so long, but this, I just, like, jotted down a few notes about what I think of you guys. Like, this is what I think. When I think of Lisa, I think that she's courageous. She's an emotionally extremely brave person. Um, she will not like that I say this because it's not something that comes out a lot, but she is very deep feeling, um, and she's very connected to, uh, those that are around her. She's nurturing. I think that comes through in how she is with her kids, but also in her friendship. Like she's, she's just very, very good at caring for people, um, in, in a sincere way. Um, she's super creative, curious, like Lisa loves to learn. Love, love, love Thorn. Um, and of course, she's freaking hysterical, right? Because, like, all we do is laugh. She's fucking one of the funniest people I know. So there's a lot more to Lisa, but those were the ones that came into my head immediately. Okay. So rolling our Raffi. Um, and I'm actually like, these are actually nice. I use good words to describe you. So from the brief time we've interacted, I would describe you as pensive. Not so much in the serious sense, but, like, you kind of remind me of the saying is still waters run deep. Like, 
you will be quiet and then like pop off with something that lets people know that you actually have been listening, except for when you fall asleep. But that's okay. <laughs> Narcolepsy is a real thing. Um, what else have you? Oh, I think what maybe Lisa was hinting at the world would, word would be chivalrous. Like mm, you yes. very much are like a rock for the people in your life that you care about, and you're kind-hearted and kind of treat people in a way that is not common to uh, a lot of men these days. Um, you're observant. You notice a lot of small details, which is one of the things that makes you extremely funny, and you remember small things, which is fucking hysterical a lot of the time. Um, and then I would, oh, my final one for you is that I think you have an adventurous spirit. So those are my descriptions of you guys. Um, please don't describe me because, I won't bring it up, but we all know that a certain person thinks that I'm a certain person from Greece and Frankie, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I think she ended up alone and with no one to love. And She uh, got cut off there. <laughs> Should we finish with the last 21 seconds before we comment? Yeah. <sighs> this is spiraling. Okay. I think I got cut off when it said that the character that I remind Lisa of ended up alone, which is probably perfect. But I guess I'm just calling back to say that I can't believe it cut me off at that part. I guess I really am her. So got lots of work to do on myself. Anyway, bye. I was thinking about what she said about you is exactly true. And of course, I was put on the spot and I couldn't think in the moment. And then I finally started like coming out with some of it. But even later, I was thinking about how you are quiet. But then you'll come off with something where it's like, okay, you rip, you save a lot of times words for like them to be meaningful. You don't just like blab like I do. And so you're more thoughtful and like think about things. And sometimes it's like, oh, maybe he's not listening. And then, oh, no, he is. And then like you come up with something funny or observant or something that I wouldn't have seen before. So everything she said, I totally agree with. And that was so nice, Jen. What do you have to say? <laughs> I got over here with his shoulders up, ready to talk some shit. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> thank you for those kind words. You know, I got uh, some words for you, Jen. Oh. Poop. Poop? <laughs> Just one word? <laughs> That's it. I got two words for you. <laughs> poop and poop. Anyway, um, should we get to the show? I do want to make a comment on the whole uh, June's character from Grace and Frankie. I didn't think that Jen reminded me of her entire storyline, it was just her sense of humor and the way that she is sarcastic and strong is what reminded me of Jen. Not the fact that she ended up alone because clearly you've got P. Daddy till you die. That's 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 how it's always going to be. You're good. Plus lots of dogs. Anyway, that was very nice. Very nice uh, phone calls. And I love that we get real. Uh, we get some realness there. The spiraling. The three or four phone calls. You see, she's my people. I feel like that's exactly, if I was calling in, that probably would have happened to me as well. Yeah, like six and a half minutes of voicemails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is there clapping? Yeah, I think the, the school that's right over there, I think there's probably a soccer. Or soccer? I think they have soccer or baseball or some nonsense with kids. You got any spare batteries? We can uh, bring Christmas uh, a little early oh my to these children. So I may disagree a little bit on the Santa Claus thing, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, he probably was asking for it. And most likely. You know, wearing red in the wrong neighborhood. I mean, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Should we talk about Monday? 
Yes. Okay. All right. So at the top of the show, we get Tony back because he's back from his little tour. That sounded condescending. Um, they brought up... So Tony talked about June's performance of being him. And I like how he quote unquote said, interesting to listen to. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And the subtly handsome thing came up again, which is funny. I like that he's self-deprecating, but also calling Allison out at the same time. It's kind of like, and she called herself out. And this is another reason why I think she might be listening to the show. Cause exactly what we said last week, she said, June asked for some notes on casting, like how describe this person so that I can be him. And my first thought was to say he's subtly handsome. Speaking of his looks, not who he is as a character. And that's exactly what we said last week. Um, I have a call out to us because I think we've done the thing where we describe each other before. And I think it was uh, also my idea. I don't remember. We may have in a different, in different light. Well, yeah, but still, we ended up with the same result. I don't think so. Yes. Because... I, no. <laughs> just yes. Just yes. Yes. What I'm thinking is because we've gotten to know each other a little bit more since then, things may have evolved. Mm, okay. Okay. So, there's... So, Nicole Thurman was on. I really enjoyed her. I don't remember her being on Thursday. I believe she was on with Jordan Morris. Okay. Okay. I don't remember anything else. Yeah, it's hard because when she has the rotating thing, it's hard if there's not a lot of repeat guests to remember who's who. Um, And I don't always watch the videos, so that that would help. So we've talked a lot about moving in the past couple of weeks on the show, talking about living in different places. When they were talking about living in New York, I know we've talked about this before, that Allison, I think that she would not do well there now. I think it was just at that time. And even Nicole was saying her therapist said that there's maybe like a season, like where your spirit is happy. And I think there's different seasons in your life where things could be great. And I feel like Allison's season to live in New York has passed. It could come back again, maybe when the kids are older. But I just don't think, I think she's building up in her... Do you have times, like eras, where you're like, oh, that was such a great time, but it's not because of the place you're living or whatever. It was just your age or whatever. You had less responsibilities or whatever the heck is going on in your life. Makes you think that that maybe was like an ideal place to live. Like, Jen and I were talking about, we lived together in the house that Allison's been to. And that was such a great time, but really probably could have been anywhere. It was just that season of our life of like, we both had jobs and responsibility, but it wasn't like as crazy as it is now. It's just like this fond, nostalgic time, but wasn't necessarily where we were, although that did add to it. But um, anyway, go ahead and talk so I can stop rambling. No. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. Are you going to get in that bounce house? Oh, I can't even see the bounce house. No. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think a lot about people where they grew up and... Um, and people were like, oh, I loved growing up here. I loved everything was better when when you're right. first experiencing it. So I feel like, um, you know, if we were to grow up in completely different parts of the world, you would we still would have a that. fondness for it yeah. because that's your formative memories, you know? That is true. I do have to say, 
I know that I based like I'm not moving to the East Coast based on the fact that I've been to Pennsylvania once. Well, maybe once when I was a kid too, and then I've been to North Carolina, I've been to South Carolina, I've been to Georgia, I've been to Tennessee. I'm trying to think of like the places I've been to over there and like I'm basing it all on that. But also when I was talking to my neighbors, like the people at the bounce house, they're from Chicago. Larry's from Connecticut. Um, other neighbors, Indiana, Ohio, every single person is from somewhere else and they live here. And I said, well, what do you guys think about moving there? And they're like, no, this is the place to be. You, you're already here. You don't need to move anywhere else. This is it. They've all moved from other places. They've already lived in these places, born, raised. They prefer here. So I have to think about that, that I've just got lucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but also, sorry. What I really want to talk about is when they're talking about living in New York, I have forgotten that I've always wanted to live there. And I don't think that I would be able to live there for my whole life. But I would love, like, if I won the lottery, that is definitely something I would do is have a house in a bunch of different places to get the experience of living in other places. I would absolutely love it. But to pick up and move completely and just go and hope that this is a place I'm going to love, that's a big matzo ball. You have wanted to live in New York? This yes. is the first time hearing this. I know. This. When they were talking about it, it dawned on me that I, because I really do like, like when I was a kid going to Hollywood for my first time, I was just like, I loved it. I loved the dirtiness of it. Like all of the like gross parts of LA, I loved because it was so different from where I lived. And I was just like, this is where I would like to be. So then with the New York part of it, being like in that crowded area i just feel like i would really enjoy it for a minute just to like be in a totally different place i have thought like i'll see videos of stuff happening in new york like subway fights or yeah. uh, a man masturbating in times square and i'm like it really is like la just cold yeah like there's a bunch of annoying tourists in the way oh, of where yeah. you're trying to go it's like a miserable place to be. Everything's expensive. And um, I think that's it's why. It's no Colorado. If I, that is true. <laughs> that's the other thing. I was supposed to move to Colorado too, not to a town that you approve of, but I could see living in Colorado because more of a long term living in Colorado than I could on the East Coast. Because Colorado to me is a little closer to California. So the, the, the climate would be, it's not going to be the same, but. I don't think you get humidity, right? No, it's okay, so nice that, and dry. That's the part that I would really like, but also all the outdoor stuff. I would really love that because here I love that we have so much available, but it's far to get to. And I feel like in Colorado, everything is more close to be able to just like walk out your door and be adventuring right away. Here you have to make a plan to do it. And it's something I love to do and I don't do it enough because it is like I have to plan to drive places to get to it. Well, in Colorado, you're going to be driving unless you don't want to live like in a big city. I think I would like to live. So that's the other thing. I would love to live in the middle of nowhere and just like be freaked out by the woods or whatever. They don't have woods. They just have mountains, huh? And well, like plains. I mean, there's uh, there's they have woods. The, the, my favorite trees are in Colorado, like those forests of like birch trees or whatever those things, silver dollar maples, whatever they're called. The white trunks, just like forests of those things were, well, in Durango, they had them. <laughs> and I was like, this is dreamy. You know, I'll have to use my Seek app next time I'm there, Lise. I'll, that's right. I'll you don't get know back plants. to you. But that's the other thing. You're not a big outdoors person. But, yeah, I want to go explore Colorado. That I could see living there, actually. I'm the most for... outdoorsy introvert that I know. 
you look at a lot of nature on your phone. I do. I, I like. I would love to. It's it's hard for me because the, speaking of the way we grew up, mm. my parents didn't have money, and also they were not ever inclined to go do anything. That's a shame because um, outdoor stuff is free. Exactly. So people are like, oh, you're from Colorado. You must love the outdoors. Mm. I'd be like, I wouldn't know. Never That's, went. Okay. So, so now when I you think. you moved back to Colorado after you moved to the East Coast, I know you want to get a taste of the country. When you move back to Colorado at some point, a taste of the country. <laughs> you know, I love the taste a little of ta- the country. It's like when you do like a, the taste of certain cities where you like taste a restaurant at each like. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. You're all, I get what the taste of the, no, no, trying to get in. Um, that would be a good time to get your, to know your own state. Yeah. Like get out there and see some stuff. Well, what I was saying is and that. ask Renee Colvert for some ideas. What I was saying is that now that I am in charge of what I do, mm. I have been, and this goes back to the, uh, adventurous description. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm adventurous. I just think like now I'm like, let me see what I was missing all these years. Um, so I'm making up for lost time or trying to. And uh, yeah, it's fine. I'm never like, I think the part of nature that I like is um, being away from people. Uh, okay. But like also I don't want to be like so away from people that I'm like, oh, I got bit by a snake and now I'm going to die oh, because there's yeah. no hospital nearby. But you have to learn how to take care of a snake bite, too. You have to be prepared. Well, Lisa, in Colorado, there's actual dangerous stuff, you know? Not like here where the most dangerous thing you're going to encounter is... Um... We have rat- rattlers on our hikes. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and uh, black widows, brown widows. What else? You keep mentioning these brown widows, and brown I don't think they're real. Well, well, you could look it up. Or you could just keep doubting me. Uh, yeah, you believe everything you see on the internet. No, I just see them in my backyard. <laughs> and they, underneath them, they have a label that says brown widow. They're brown and they have the widow spot on their belly. And then I'm sure I looked it up at one point and saw the brown widow exists. I'm looking it up. You keep talking. Go on to the next point. Okay. Nicole sound, sounded like she had a pretty idyllic uh, upbringing and childhood. And interesting that she grew up in Kansas City. It's not the place I expected to hear her say she was from for someone that lives in New York and has been living in LA and a comedian from Kansas city. That doesn't add up. No, well, but Allison, of course, brought up the subject of race. That thing. Yes. No. Does it say Brown widow? Yeah. Okay. You've never what seen are you this. Questioning? You've never seen one of these. That, yep. Oh shit. hundred percent. That's what we have. See if it's in California. A. All right, I'll I'll give you I'll give you some points. Uh, I thought you were full of baloney, but uh, maybe you're not. <laughs> she said, "Well, she wishes she was." The Brown Widow uh, has many nicknames, but one of them is uh, um, Lisa Lowry. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> the not so Brown Widow. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, oh, because. Nicole was talking about being called an Oreo as a kid, and I was thinking I was called Mexi Melt. And I know now you look I think at I me. I ordered and you one think, of those at Taco I know, Bell. You probably have more than once. She was talking about how, and this is something I related to so much that you are defined by what other people see or perceive or tell you that you are. So 
while I identify as half white and half Mexican because that's how I was raised my whole life and until I got my genealogy where I realized I'm only 9% so far is hard because people were always trying to figure out what I was and who I was and it always just boiled down to well I guess you're Indian or Jewish <laughs> Every no, everybody wants to put you into a box and she was also talking about how black people didn't um, accept her because she wasn't 100% black white people didn't accept her obviously because of the same reason and i had the same thing where like mexicans were always like you're not mexican then white you're people not. would be like you're not white you're and not. i realized this, i'm joking but that because you have like an un like people can't figure it out then they're just like well we're not accepting you because you're not 100 percent of something and like checking off boxes on stuff i'm like i am always confused i never put white when i was a kid because I was always told one thing when in kindergarten, they put me in a full Spanish speaking class and I walked in there like, I don't know what anybody's talking about because they just assumed that I was Mexican and that I didn't speak English. So I was always trying to be pushed into like different places based on what I look like and what people perceive me to be and trying to put you into a box of like, and by the way, why do we have to check a box on what we are? Okay. Is this money? Is it a money thing? Like people get a certain amount of money for like how many things you get? Um, maybe. Things. <laughs> it could be. Um, you, well, this is something I've talked about on here before that being a light skinned mm. person, thanks to my mother's light skin. You I should get, get your genealogy because I guarantee you it's not 100% Mexican. Um, I don't know if you know about the history of Mexico, I do. but, German. uh, not the German stuff. I was going to say oh. the uh, Spaniards uh, coming and raping oh, yeah, that's why everyone. You speak Spanish. <laughs> exactly. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, my Mexican friends love giving me shit mm. about my gorgeous skin color, and you know why, Lisa? Because they're jealous. I know, because, and I know that Mexicans co- are coveted. The light skins coveted. Yes, and all my uh, darker brown folks. Because just if you're so darker, you're mad. like more in the fields. Exactly. It's mm. more classism that is, uh, you know, foisted upon us yes. by the white man. But you're accepting JK. it. JK. And appropriating it. But, um, and enjoying the riches. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I always tell them, I'm like, okay, you want to say that I'm white? Put me in a fucking room full of white people and look at how I stick out. And they look at me like, what is this guy doing here? So So, uh, go fuck yourself. Same thing with you because you call me white. And I realize I don't go out in the sun anymore. When I was younger, I was much more tan. You're always telling me about how you're tanner than me. Well, I mean, let's let's see. Oh, Oh, Um, I got brown widow skin over here. My hands are very. Hold on. Let me put my mimosa glass. Your right arm would be less tan. Because this one's your window t- arm. See, you're over here trying to cheat already. We're very Me similar. Trying to cheat? We're very similar. And by the way, this is my non-tan. Because <laughs> I didn't get much this summer. But anyway, growing up, I, I was always looked at like I was different. Especially, well, living here. when Because now I feel like I'm a lot lighter than a lot of people around here. But not in this neighborhood. But you should have seen, nah, seen my, my husband's parents face when he brought me home was like oh god when she found out that i was like when she saw my genealogy she's like oh you're mostly this is 
years later oh you're mostly white i'm like oh when they <laughs> when they met you did they say i thought she was bringing a white girl home <laughs> not a damn fool <laughs> they said look who's coming to dinner is what they said <laughs> anyway and including my last name like everything was just it's, not, it's tough growing up this way because even like when you're like, well, you're not Mexican. It's like, yeah, I realize now that I'm not. But I only give you shit because you keep because saying keep 9%. <laughs> no, like 9%. If I was 9% I anything, I would never but I was bring gr- that up. But I was raised being 50-50. Because that's just what people tell you when you're like, your dad is brown and your mom's white. They're like, well, you're 50-50. They don't know science. They're also, not like I making vaccinations and stuff and understanding how things work. I don't trust these genealogy websites. You know what I do trust, Lisa? Uh, what? The University of California Riverside researchers, back in 2012, they suggested that the brown widow spider, newly established in Southern California, may in fact be displacing black widow spiders from the region, competing and or fighting for territory. We got a gang fight between brown and black widows. No wonder. We saw that black widow the last time we recorded outside. There was a black widow. I rarely see them. It's all brown widows around here. I think uh, National Geographic should do a uh, like story on my backyard. <laughs> a gang war special <gasps> on these good idea. spiders. Okay, so we set up a gang war oh my situation God. in our backyard. I've our seen these house. videos on YouTube, and it's perverse. You're playing God. Yeah, we had. You're like some. Uh, we had a tarantula, oh boy. and so we put different things in it to see what would win. Praying mantis, which I feel bad now because I forgot how good they are. I've never killed one of those now. Cockroach. Um, we put a bunch of different things in there. I like this is this is just like uh, I feel like this Mexican is like in a Roman Colosseum. <laughs> You're like you put in like a, a poor farmhand into the ring with like a tiger and you're like let's see who wins will this think... cockroach murder a tarantula? Which one is what? the farmhand? The cockroach. The cockroach. The la cucaracha, as you would say. But it was a big one, as I would say. Tell me that's not fucking German polka. Oh, it is. Listen to some Ramona Yala and put on your later hosen. Are we to Oktoberfest this year? Because you would love it. You've never invited me. We've known each other for 25 years now. Because I always go with my husband, so this year... Do you want to go with me? I think it we both know the weekend. answer. This weekend it starts. <gasps> you mean okay. today? And they have a wiener eating contest and beer <laughs> drinking. My friend won that well, a couple of years in a row. I Where would you enter get free beer for like the entire year. I would enter the wiener eating contest, but I want you know someone to have a I chance. Think you might have, have have to wear a dirndl, but okay. <laughs> you think I, I don't have a dirndl? <laughs> <laughs> Burning a hole in my closet. <laughs> If I had a whole closet full of dirndls, I'd be happy. They're hot. Plus, they cover um, up a multitude of errors. <laughs> exactly. That's why those Germans off, love them. They show off the goods and cover up the bads. <laughs> the bads, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's... I think we got to do our next episode live from uh, Dirndl Fest over oh there. Oh, God. We should. So, the Phoenix Club is right up the street. I did not say Penis Club. I know you wish that I did. But there's also a place called Old World, which has... It's a little further, but they have the wiener dog races, and I've yet to go to this. So my brother got married at this place, 
And it's like a little village in Huntington Beach area, but it's not on the beach. It's like inland. I wouldn't even call it the beach. It's like by hotels. I don't even know where it is. But but it's like a little village with like German everything, bars and restaurants and wiener dog races, which I'm guessing they want to do it because I would never force a dog to do something it doesn't want to do or any animal. Yeah, you know those wiener dogs. You can't keep them uh, tied up. They just want to roam. I can't contain my wiener dog. (laughs) (laughs) Bursting out of your dirndl. (laughs) Those wiener dogs. (laughs) Okay. So, let me quickly... Okay. Uh, Do you have anything else for Monday, or should we do some Whitney C's cues, baby? Let's get to the cue. Let's do it. She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know what kind of charity do you like to donate to? I'm asking because VKO, my man, Sometimes does this thing where he's like, where are we donating to today? And I'll research some kind of charity that has popped up on my radar recently or like an experience that I've had that makes me want to donate more to charities similar to that experience. So like after I had a baby, I was like, let's donate to um, this place for underprivileged mothers in Atlanta. Um, or after the BLM protests, we donated a bunch of money and you guys helped us donate a whole bunch of money to BLM affiliated organizations. So I'm curious about what kinds of charities you like to support when and if you have the means to do so. Okay. This is a very good question. And this is also something that is we need to just have this question more often because it's something I forget to do. And that's not good. The last, the last thing I donated to was probably her charity with the BLM thing that she was doing. The other one that I usually do yearly is just the Elks Lodge, but that's not, I mean, that's for the community and for children, but like, it's not, it's not really that much. We should be doing more. So I think I would like to hear, people locally and just globally what people are donating to because i would love to see like more ideas and i would be more uh, involved in that i am not good at uh charity stuff i'm always very because you're not you're not stingy you're a generous person why why because you don't think of it here's why one i forget yeah same two that's sad i'm very distrusting of charities okay same because, yes. you know, you hear a lot you of stories of like, you know, these supposed uh, charities and like their CEOs are paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why would I donate to them? Like, I I literally just want to help the people. Like, I wish you could okay. just, you know. Well, then there's a better idea then is be more hands on. Right. Yes, which is great. But like going and doing something and being a part of something may be better because you can see what you're doing and exactly. actually feel like you're helping. Exactly. Okay. So we need to figure out how to be more involved in the community hands-on. Yes, exactly. I'd be um, into that. 
but what? And you're right. I forget about it. And that's a laziness and that's a privilege that we can just forget about it. Exactly. Um, it's it's not good. Uh, the last thing I did donate to was uh, BLM stuff when uh, the George Floyd protests were going on. And thank you to everyone who bought raffle tickets to win some Allison stuff. That's right. Um, we raised a nice amount of money. I I really wish I could be more charitable um, because like I'm always talking about that I waste a lot of money on stupid shit and by stupid shit I mean eating out every day but here's like the thing. two or three you times a day hard and I feel like those are that's a very small amount of charity to give to yourself for how hard you work well I, to be honest another thing that I don't like that I do is I just donate with my wallet you know mm, and yeah it, it feels like I mean yeah that's better than nothing but it, I really feel like it's not enough, you know? I think sometimes, I mean, it must be hard to get people to volunteer to do stuff. I would think. Um, so, yeah, w- what I'm saying is we need to be more active as opposed to just donating money. So that's one reason why I do like the Elks Lodge. And I know you kind of poo-pooed it. And, yes, we are definitely alcoholics. There's definitely booze involved. But there's a lot of things that keep you involved in the community. They'll say, oh, we're doing this this weekend or we're doing this the other weekend. And you're actually going and doing stuff and delivering meals and doing like actual things that feels like you're doing something. So, and they give money, a lot of money too, but also just be, being more involved in charity is definitely, hmm, it's a good question because it's making me think like, I just don't do enough. Yeah. None of us do really. It sounds like they do. They're very thoughtful about it. Yeah, there's um this this uh person that I follow on Instagram and he and his wife are like always very involved with their community and I feel like that's the way I would love to be. Um I had like these grand intentions to like move to California and like become part of my neighborhood and then I realized my neighborhood is shit <laughs> and then I was like eh. This pretty good place. uh cartel uh ring that you gave me part of wow that one place you showed me oh the santa muerte yes uh, yeah yeah that's uh very suspicious yeah maybe if you roll in there and grab some beers like this place that we went to by my house you're like this is a little too authentic <laughs> oh yeah that place was funny yeah it was interesting so I think our minds and our intentions are there. We just need the follow through and we need guidance and uh, some direction. Maybe we should start our own charity. Sounds like a great way to make money. (laughs) I think it's a human fund. Money for people. What's the one that Lucy did? The women women abroad or something? I forgot. Women Women are broads? Women are broads. I'm down for that. All right, good question. And also shout out to you, you and your uh, happy little family doing your charity, sh- sticking it to us. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you think you're better than me. <laughs> well, because they are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, shall we talk about Thursday? I guess. All right, we were her little spam musubi sent in by Elizabeth Yondel on Patreon. She has been sending this in for a couple of weeks. Allison forgot to pick a carb last week, and so I'm glad this lady did a, did it for another time. To has keep this it going. has this not been a carb already? No, it sounds very I feel familiar. Like there was another spam something probably from Maybe. that from I was from that Hawaiian lady that used to send in stuff a lot. 
don't know what you're talking about. P. But, Alani something, I think is her name. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do recall that Jeff has mentioned these before. Oh. And it might have been a long, long time ago, but like oh. back when Jenna and Alan and Greg were on. I'm going to look at my notebook again. And see I don't think your notes things... go back that far. My notes go back to the very first one, which were uh, banana pudding um, something sent in by Rachel. Okay. Uh, so the first one sent it on Patreon. Sorry. Oh, no. But I do no, have no, no, the no, ones. No, 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 no. I don't mean selected as a carb. I mean, oh. I think Jeff brought it up at some point, like just during the show. He may A long, have. long yeah. time ago. If spam came up, he might have brought it. I don't know. Did you look up what this thing is? I didn't have to look it up. I already know. I'm what a cultured it? individual, Elizabeth. What is, what is it? It's a spam musubi. Yeah. Describe it. It is spam on rice with seaweed. For real? Right? I don't know. Yeah, isn't I'm that what it is? You, brown widow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn you into a brown sounds, widow if you don't. Uh, I am a brown widow. Keep it down over there. Nine percent brown widow. <laughs> I'm nine percent that brown widow. Okay. Okay, that does sound familiar. Now that I see it, this looks like it was probably a character of a toy. Oh boy. And also some other things like the kids would have had. I, yeah, I think if you go to Daiso, you will see a stuffed 100% critter that looks like a spam those. musubi. Yeah. Um, I could do without the seaweed. Suki, Fuki, what is it called? Excuse you? What's the seaweed called? Fukaki? Fukake. 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 It's not my favorite thing. I really love the I love seaweed. I don't know why. I don't, don't like it anymore. I think I just overdid Do you ever get the seaweed snacks? Those are very good. I've Okay. My sister bought them once because she was like trying to get a healthier alternative to uh-huh. like chips or something. And she's like, oh, I don't like it. And I was like, oh, these are fucking. Those are good. Slappers. You put I, I was salt on fucking anything. with them. But Ooh. also, Traders make some. Uh, some teriyaki flavored ones quite good and some spicy ones i think okay so they're talking a little bit about crushes and i and allison was talking about she's told the story before but it made me think because she was saying like she had a crush on this guy for so long he hawked a loogie it broke the spell i'm wondering is there an event or some sort of action that broke the spell of a crush that you have had well have you ever had a crush? Let's talk about that first. I have, I've had a billion crushes. Are you kidding me? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, there was this one girl and she ate her peas one <laughs> at a time. I My head cocked when you said she ate her pea and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is not your one. former roommate. Oh, you're talking about an East Coast chef. Oh, no. <laughs> because she was in the shower with me with the, the one time. Big surprise. But Oh, I should have brought that up. Why didn't I ask oh, her about yeah. that? Oh, well, next time she's Next on. time I'm in Philly, which we both know will be never I think it's going to be two days short of February 15th, 25th, 29th, March 1st. Is there anything that someone has done to break the spell of the crush? That you could that can that you can think of, like me back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with this bro. I have to say, the first thing that came to my mind when they were talking about this, I don't have a specific thing like Allison has, but definitely like if someone I liked farted in front of me, I would instantly be like, okay, they just want to be friends, and like I would instantly be turned off, like oh. an on purpose one. 
where it's like okay i mean there's like a million things someone could do like if they were like no but this has happened that that did happen where someone did that and i was like all right we're still gonna hook up later but you're off the you're off the list from now on or okay i did have a guy also where he started thinking that like i okay this was just a friends with benefits type of thing and that's what i wanted that's what he wanted it was fine and great but his mouth got in the way because he was like try he would like lie to me that we were going to be together and i'm like mm, that's not what i want but also there was another guy that thought that i was falling in love with him and i was just like i'm really not but like the fact that he thought that i was like so in love with him i was like ew like i would never really be with you this is just for fun same guy farted in front of me too <laughs> I don't know. It feels like a miscommunication. Or you might even say a communication breakdown. <laughs> Would I? Is the poinsettia getting to you? Or are you going to fall asleep? Because you're getting lower and lower in the chair. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, good. Um, I'm just trying to get comfortable. Good. So we got another installment. And the etymology... Of do you know this dude? Now I'm a little more on board. Although I don't know the longevity of this game. But I didn't realize that it was actually David's idea. As kind of a joke. Said in jest. Allison put that thought to paper. Is that how you say it? Anyway. So it actually made it a little more amusing to me. And uh, kind of funny that he's like. Yeah it's my thing. People apparently meet me and just don't remember me. Which I, I like. Because sometimes David can come off as a little pompous and know it all And I like that he was a little more self-deprecating. and like, yeah, apparently I don't leave a lasting impression because I know a lot of people remember them. They don't remember me. Um, yes. Do you, would you say that I was right last week with my description uh, of how this came about? I think Leanne agreed with you 100%. I was thinking, yes, yes, I do agree. Now that I rem- I'm remembering it. Because I don't remember. You had what, said... No, I don't remember what th- they said on the show this week. That he just sort of mentioned it like, oh yeah, I've met them. I guarantee you they don't remember me. And that sparked in Alice in a new segment. Okay. So I guess it was right. Sort of. Yes. Because I was saying that he probably was like, oh, I know her from whatever. I'm going to stop doing that voice. No. Uh, Leanne, <laughs> it's as not, Leanne it's said, not... you ha- got it just right. She said I got his cadence right, yeah. not the voice. Well, let's hear it again. Talk uh, about... Um... Yeah, I think I... Uh... Oh, brother. Oh, sorry. Wrong David. Oh, I thought you were being um, uh, yeah. Rafe. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you think the uh, gap in Rome has that the... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, never mind. What am I doing? Uh, I think maybe this... Um, pomegranate mimosa is kicking in well you're nursing it like uh nobody's biz i'm trying to I know. be responsible and i appreciate i'm trying that, to be responsible Have yeah you... this just in here from the radio you see what do you hear what do you say so sarah schaefer this is how many times has she been on schaefer i hardly know her <laughs> yeah right then i stopped you before <laughs> uh i think have you witnessed her tiny comedy? Because this idea is pretty funny. I heard about this recently, and I think it's a great idea, but I don't know how it works. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to tune in. I think you should. I t- And let, let us know how it is. Because <laughs> as we were talking before, uh, stand-up comedy. I think it's better in person. So this would be an interesting... It's an interesting thought, though. 
She was funny. Um, I also felt I need to. Here's the thing: you when you take over the show and you're um, doing it, and I don't have to be participating, I can listen to Allison's show a little bit more luxuriously, a little more relaxed. Sometimes when I'm listening to these Thursday shows, I don't know if it's because of my own headspace of like having to take notes and trying to like think about things to talk about. And I'm thinking this show hasn't started yet because I kind of felt that way. Like it was trying to gain some traction and get something. But I have to say, I fucking love Jeff being on. I just love it. He, he can just come back for all I care. Tony, you're great. But like Jeff, we can have Jeff and Tony. Yeah, why not? Because I just love hearing Jeff's voice back on again. His drops were good. It's fine. But like his just his I don't know. There was a little bit of talking over each other again, which is kind of annoying with the remote recording. And that's like fine. They're trying to be safe. And I appreciate that. But um, so that was a little rough. But like Jeff's comedy is pretty great. Jeff is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um I yeah, I enjoyed him on here. I think well, I mean when like when Jenna and Al and Greg come back on yeah. and Jeff. I mean, we've had a few episodes where they're both on and it's fine, you know? Yeah. It's fine. Oof, there's a pomegranate seed. I think I tried to uh what do you call it? Ew. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so I wrote this in big letters because I went on Twitter right as I was um, taking notes. And Jeff had posted, here's this new podcast I've been developing is out now. And I was like, Jeff has a new podcast? I wrote in big caps. And then I looked into it and it's like, oh, he developed it. He's just doing, I think, the producing for it. But it's interesting. It's called Bad Dates, which sounds great. He did not promote it on this show. But it's sounds more interesting than the shows the other shows that he's been producing that are not i'm not into the sports politics whatever things that he does um i miss his original podcast the barracuda radio like i wish he would have that back but this bad dates the first episode is arda Mirren and dana gould talking about bad days i'm like this I'm is sorry, a great who? show arda Mirren? Mir- marine marine Oh, sorry. I don't know. I don't suck the dick of every comedian out there. I don't either. And their last names. But <laughs> you should know it. Why? I don't know. I don't give two. So it's Arden Marine and Patton Oswalt? No. <laughs> and who? <laughs> no, a different one of my crushes. <laughs> Dana Gould. Oh, Dana Gould. Talked about. Who's the host? Uh, some guy named Rob, someone. But I was looking for Jeff Schneider? Anywhere. Oh, gross. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski? Good. No, it's a nobody. I don't know. I didn't look it up. It was just somebody's name. Some man's name. Rob Bates? It's random white dude uh, a la mode. I have no idea. It's called Bad Dates. The it's, Actually, there's a bunch of Bad Dates uh, podcasts. Once I looked it up, it's called The Bad Dates Podcast. That's a bad name, but okay. It is. But, yeah. So, I have an idea for a podcast. And, I, of course, there's already one in the one that I want. So, I'm like, well, you have to kind of, like, make up other stuff to go make it work but robert cohen okay yeah wow i got his first name right oh um, i can't believe i remember this looks suspicious why because the graphics of the toilet yeah and the it's heart. a toilet with a heart it's a little rough yeah who's but this here's the thing cohen this guy? is like an un just like doing a review podcast where you i know you would hate this because you don't like seeing people's reactions to reviews but um or other anything 
But it's like a bottomless pit of shit. What's the word? <laughs> a bottomless pit. It's a bottomless pit of material because bad dates. There always has been and there always will be bad dates. I feel like my friend Heather could do a whole show on her bad dates or Joanna or like anybody that has to, do, to be into dating. Do you have a bad date um, story? No. Not that I can think of. Would you consider stealing a car a bad date? <laughs> I think that's a great date. It really was. Okay. It tells you about a lot about a person, one. But also, yeah. if if like so the you, writing was on the wall <laughs> if you suggest something like mm. that and they're like oh my god like what's wrong with you right then it's like oh you're not a ride or die bitch right i don't need you in my life i am a ride or die bitch to quote a wise man i need a ride or die bitch do 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 i love that part of the quote is do 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 um so Bad dates. Um, I'm interested in uh, listening to this. Love that he's part of a new uh, podcast. But also, one last thing that I want to talk about before we talk about JMOs, unless you have anything else from Thursday, is they talk about first kisses. So Allison was saying, talking about her first kiss and that her fear of it. And I think that Sarah was talking about having a fear of it, but wanting to do it. I don't remember exactly, but... What is your first kiss story? I don't know this story. Okay, so as I was listening, I was thinking about this because I don't know what you would consider a first kiss. Uh, Because, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in kindergarten, there was this little girl that was apparently in love with me Mm -hmm. and she like grabbed me by the arm or something and said like, let's go over here and play and there was like i don't know if it was like a little playhouse or if it was just like a little kitchen or something uh-huh. but then she's like let's play house um we're married or something and then she like plants one on me okay i'm not i don't know if i would count that i think that's um, that's at least i don't know if you would count that but that's definitely that's definitely one but then but, okay the other thing that came to mind that i haven't thought about in forever is that my mom used to like babysit her friend's kids Mm. um because my mom didn't work she was just like a housewife Um, oh brother here we go but she was oh my god she was (laughs) oh sorry 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 i'm not saying that that's not what i meant i just meant like she was home so she could take care of people's kids i think i've related to that a few times um (laughs) so she was taking care of somebody's kid i don't know who there's always kids that need to be raising but so we i grew up in a two-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. and i think you call it (laughs) i'm not gonna say it anyway in one bedroom that was my parents and in our bedroom there was two beds one for my sisters and one for me or i think actually i don't remember how the bed situation was anyway we had two beds and on the left side of the room that bed like along the wall the whole wall was a closet with like sliding doors okay so with the bed there like butted up against it basically what you could do is go into the closet and even if the doors were were wide open you could hide on the ground because the bed was blocking the view 
so this girl that my mom was babysitting, we end up in this closet mm. and I'm lying on top of her. And oh. I remember just like having a full on makeout session. I don't think this was my idea again, <laughs> which, um, a lot of drive by making out. Yeah. I mean, apparently I was just like hot stuff apparently, as a, as a very rake, small child. Just raking it in. Um, so, I mean, if it was, I, I distinctly remember like it was a full on disgusting makeout. Um, so I feel like by that point that one of those must have counted as a first kiss. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know, but I must have been very young to not be in school. Forward to your first kiss with like someone that you wanted to do it with, like maybe it was your idea, or like you wanted to, like it was either a girlfriend or someone that you liked. Um, fuck, who would that be? I don't know. I (laughs) like okay. This this is kind of fucked up, but I dated a girl when i was like 17 or 18 that Mm -hmm. i worked with i don't even remember her name how is that possible i don't know i I rack my brain and i'm like i could not tell you her name for all the money in the world shout out to no name i don't know i really do not know so we may have a a traumatic onion to unpeel at some point over here (laughs) maybe i don't know yeah there's some so stuff. my first kiss who asked you so no, i'm kidding <laughs> nobody um lisa yeah what when was your first kiss oh okay so i i did have some experiences like you did when i was younger but it wasn't kissing it was definitely someone trying to show me how to do it but no kissing involved that was when i was five but when i was 15 and i was maybe not going to school as much as i should and i was dipping into my mom's kalua and bailey's uh during the day <laughs> Uh, I had my first kiss, and East Coast Jen, you know who this person was? Was it East Coast Jen? No. Oh. Surprisingly, we never made out before, but... I mean, that's not surprising, but, like... (laughs) That would be weird. Sorry. Sorry to put that out to everybody. Um, Especially you, Jen. Sorry. Um, But I was 15. The song Us and Them was on. And it was Rahul Parsons. And he was hot. You made out with him? I definitely did. That was my first guess. Him and his friends would come over and they all, I think they all wanted to like, me and my other horrible friend that I'm not friends with anymore, she would come over and she was like, this guy like likes me. This guy reminded me so much of Greg Heller, the guy that liked her, I guess, and like his friend. And then Rahul was the one that I liked and like he's the one that... Wait, I thought that was the guy singing the song. Him, no. him. What was it called? Us and Them by Pink uh, Floyd. Oh, Us and Them by Pink Floyd. Sorry, I thought Us and Them was some song by Red Bull Parkin. Oh, is that a name? Of a <laughs> Isn't man? that who you just said? I said Rahul Parsons. Oh, same thing, same difference. <laughs> Red Bull Parkin, whatever. <laughs> He's parking Sorry, his... that's why I said, oh, you made out with him? Like, as a joke, like, you're saying, like, and Elvis was playing. <laughs> I was just making out with my hand. And, oh, you made out and with I Elvis? I painted okay. his face on my hand. Uh-huh. No, but Rahul was my first kiss. And, yeah, he was uh, pretty hot. And uh, where is he now? He may or may not be gay <laughs> and living in San Francisco. With Dar Farajola, possibly. Um, Jen, let me know. What do you think? 
I know. I they were this, definitely close friends. I was and really. East Coast Jen, did you ever make out with Dar? I want to know. Um, in the Gulch or the Glitch or the Snatch or whatever our little place with the hangout was. I was hoping. I was like, this could go one of two ways. Either mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I don't know what he's up to. Or I was hoping you're like, he's in jail for manslaughter. Oh. <laughs> okay, so there is a guy. He's doing 25 to life in uh, federal prison. There is a guy that was like. Well, no, never mind. Anyway. Um Yeah, no, he I'm sure he's fine. His parents owned this jewelry store next to Bradley's liquor where we used to try and pimp beer. That was another story <laughs> that didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my first kiss, yeah. Wow. The 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 wild days of ditching in sophomore year. I would love to hear the listeners' first kiss stories. Yes. Um, call what the hotline. Kiss? 818-BFF-0732. Describe it in detail. Um, what music was on. In fact, the music challenge, the very first one you did, you said first. And, of course, I did decided to do first crush because that was more important than my first kiss. But first kiss was going to be my next choice because it also revolved around a song that, like, I would play that song over and over again in the future after that. Just, like, thinking about my first kiss with Rahul. And he could care less about me. <laughs> Just wanted a quick bada bing. I never got a never never got the never gave the bada bing. I was uh, out of commission that weekend. That oh week. Boy. Yeah. Do you have anything else from Thursday before we talk about JMOs? I do have another call out. Oh. Last week we didn't talk about the JMOs. We did not. So I wrote JMOs but last week's too. It's I a, wrote that. It's a good thing that they were repeated. That is true. On this week. That is very true. So, JMOs, last week, June un- does not unpack her suitcase right after a trip. Uh, Tony, no, some other person on Twitter, I forgot. Arrested Development, the song is ruined every, I don't remember what it said. The pronunciation of Tennessee. Okay. Ray. Pumping gas and is worried he's going to accidentally pump diesel. Cho to Joy, pay cash, <sighs> gets change, imagines where his money has been. Okay, and then that was last week. Ray, we got a duplicate diesel mistake again. Jeff, he chew- when he chews gum, he gets very hungry. Nicole, every thought she has, she Googles. Which one of these speaks to you? I mean, honestly, I could talk about all three. Did you have one that you well, liked? There was more than three, but yeah. Oh, those three that you read for Thursday. I'm not going back to last week. You're hung up on the past. Well, I want to talk about the, the June 60s, one because man. the June one. When I get home from a trip, first of all, I have a bag for dirty clothes when I'm on my trip, so I put Same. everything in there. As soon as I get home, the first thing I do before I even go to the bathroom, which I usually have to do, like mad. I take that bag and I put it directly in the wash and I start a load of laundry. That's the first thing I do. Then I start slowly. I cannot go to bed without my bag unpacked. I have to have everything at least. It's not totally put away, but at least be in the general location it needs to be. Then my luggage, spray it with disinfectant, let it sit there for a day. But like I could not leave my bag unpacked. There's no way. So you're crazy. I think that's more sane than anything anybody said on this whole show ever. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, yeah, like you, I always bring a bag for the dirties. And mm-hmm. even the dirties are not going to be that dirty. True. But, well, um, my last ones were probably. 
But yeah, so it's very easy to, at the minimum, pull out the bag of dirties and yeah. just dump it into my laundry basket thing. The old bag um, of dirties. And That's then, what I should say on the side. <laughs> but because I pack very minimally, everything else that is then left in the bag is basically something I need immediately or something that I don't need at all. Okay. So this is another thing. The toiletries bag... In general, I do not unpack that. I always have that packed. And yeah, it's ready a separate thing. And I leave that in the luggage. Sometimes there might be a couple of things I need to take out. But in general, that thing I just leave in there. And I don't ever have to like repack that. The only thing I have to do is like do my makeup or whatever. But everything else, always in there. Exactly. All right. Which one did you want to talk about? The diesel, the gum, or the Googling every thought? Googling every thought. Um... I do like how, well, Ray posted on the Best Friends Fancast Facebook group. He said, apparently, um, the diesel pumpy, pumpy one is going to be a theme <laughs> every week. Or I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty funny. Ooh, maybe you should comment on that in the Facebook. I Actually, I don't Ooh, know if I have one. anything to say about it other than I've never had that worry. I've definitely had the worry, although, like, there, I feel like Jeff would know more about this, but... I do feel like it's shaped differently. I have had the thought where I'm like, did I, because I'm in such a zone sometimes, that I'm like, what if I do just accidentally grab it? But also, it would fuck up your engine. Yeah, here's the here's like, what really? I don't understand is why because you would think they're both flammable. What's the problemo? Right. But they're um, both flammable. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, what's the difference if I squirt one flammable liquid into my engine and the other one, yep. you know? But um. I think it's got something to do with the fact that uh, diesel engines don't have spark plugs. They just uh, ignite it from compression or whatever mm. from the pressures or something. I don't know. But it, as someone who I'm so compressed <laughs> used to have to fill up diesel trucks, um, I was never worried about it. I know green is diesel. I think it might be more confusing if you're like a British person because like in mm. Europe, everything is diesel. Then you move to America where oh. almost everything is gas. I feel like to them, it'd probably be natural to just go I for the green and fuck up your car. My worry is not even noticing that it's green. But like my worry is that I'm already in autopilot driving home, getting gas, whatever. I could just be zoning out, but I'm not usually paying a 100% attention. I just want to like think about the next things I'm doing because this is like something I don't want to do anyway. So I'm thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing next. Where am I going? Where am I headed? I could easily just grab the wrong thing. And the fact that David has left his the pump in the thing is oh, horrifying. Oh, no, that's nuts. That's horrifying. I recently, maybe in the past few months, I accidentally left the entire thing open and almost went into get a car wash. And then I realized, and I couldn't, and I realized this is like one of those like uh, things that I've been that's been beaten into my brain that women are horrible and bad drivers. But I was like, you fucking dumb broad. I think I even said it out loud. Like <laughs> that's such a dumb woman driver thing. That's obviously not a nice thing to say. <laughs> I think I was uh, probably raised in not a great surroundings. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's possible. Cause I think someone said that they're slightly different sizes. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I don't either. They look like that one might be a little longer and pointier, but like, I, I think I would still just keep trying to shove it in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. The driving off with it. That just, that, that is, is crazy. Royally. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, and he said that the guy was like mad at mm -hmm. him, mm -hmm. but I think, 
I've what I've come to learn is that when someone gets mad at you, sometimes it's because they're scared. Yeah. So he was probably thinking this fucking guy almost drove off with the hose. Yes. The gas station is going to explode yes. like a Fast and Furious movie yes. and I'm going to die and my kids are going to be orphaned. <laughs> That's why he was mad. Yeah. Not because David did something dumb. Right. Um, but there are safety things. You will be fine, people. A gas station can under freak circumstances. Yeah, it could explode and you would die. For the most part, they have safety stuff. Like spontaneous combustion. Anyway, that's not the jam yes. I was going to talk Which one did you want to do? What was, Je- what was Jeff's? Oh, Jeff, I just hungry. wanted to talk about it because, because I know when I'm swimming in a pool oh. and I get cold, sometimes I come inside to get a piece of gum. What? Because the chewing, the shrinkage episode. Oh, <laughs> like what? Uh, you know what's you funny? Know, you were... Because you were cold and you thought you would come inside and get some gum. It was significant. It, it warms him up. when he, The chewing, you know, warms him up. Um, I do think that this JMO was funny because <laughs> uh, it. what Allison said, it is one of those tricks from, from a fat person's perspective where you're like, if you're hungry, just chew some gum. But then they tell you that does get the juices flowing and makes you hungry. So I thought um, it's never made me hungry, though, I don't think. The only time uh, you should be uh, putting gum in your mouth is when you're getting ready to mac on a broad. <laughs> oh, my God. What? JK. Anyway. Oh my um, God. The JMO that I picked is going to be Nicole's. Oh, what was it again? Every single thought she has, she Googles. Yes. Not exactly like that. Like every thought I have. Like Tony said that he, he said like, oh, what car did my grandma have or something like that? Um, not that kind of stuff. But like. If ever I hear a word and I'm like, ooh, I don't know that one, I mm. will say it to Siri so that I can look it up. I'll say, what does this mean? Um, trying to expand the old vocab. No wonder you're so eloquent. What does that and mean? And perfunctory. Anyway, um, uh-huh. but I think the reason I know a lot of stupid like little things but like mm. n- not anything else about the subject is because I will like hear something and then like look it up and then i learn like oh did you know that hagen isn't german it was actually created in the bronx oh. by a jewish and polish and couple. polish couple i've you, never you didn't you didn't know that i Lise. didn't thank you for letting you just me. got thank learned schooling me um i am the exact opposite of this although i will google some stuff but like i don't google every little thought that i have i don't really Sometimes I just want to wonder, and maybe that's like the dumb part of my brain. That's just like, eh. But I actually sent in a JMO years ago that she never picked that I said there's some things that I am like, oh, I wonder about this. And I immediately go and find out because you can immediately find out anything you want right now, just in this moment. And then there's, and half the time I'm like, I wonder about this. And I never even like look into it. I did send that JMO because I'm like, there's some things that I'm like, I really wonder about this. And then I just never like, but I easily could look into it and I don't. Yeah. I don't know who said this. It might've been on Allison's show. might've been some comedians podcast, but they were talking about how like the bar argument now is like not even a thing. Cause if you're like, oh, are you yes. kidding me? This guy had more home runs than that guy. Ah, right. You're an idiot. And like, you would just never know. Yes. But now you could just pull out your phone and now be like, you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Alexa, Siri. Yeah. Um, and then, or just type it in if you're lazy. <laughs> hey Siri, name a New York Yankee. Ooh, current. <laughs> the Yankees are behind the Rays, seven to one. In the oh, they're behind. 
in the, it's the bottom of the fourth. I mean, come on. No more Yankee, my wanky. Okay. I, I've, I'll do one better real quick. Alexa, Don't name say a coming. Yankee player. Okay. Oh, she's going to name how many? 45? <laughs> Alexa, like up. 46 players or something. <laughs> She's a little more thorough and a little more um, reliable, yeah. I have to say, than Siri. That's because uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, listening to everything we do. Any, anybody named Jeff, I'll listen to. You do like him named Jeff and Bolt. <laughs> but Bezos is like short, right? You know what's not short? That money stack, baby. So oh, shut up and no get on board. I'd rather live on the streets with a nice tall drink of water. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we end this show? I thought it was over. Let's go hop in the bounce house. It sounds like fun. Happy birthday, Olivia. Is that um a euphemism? What? Hop let's in the bounce hop house? Hop in the bounce house? I didn't say Alabama Hot Pocket. I said, let's <laughs> go hop in the bounce house. Okay. I mean, maybe you're hopping in bounce houses, and I I've never been on the giving end of that, so that's, I don't know. <laughs> that's what I call it. <laughs> hey, I took this broad out to a nice Italian oh dinner. I took her home, and let me tell you, I bounced in her, or I jumped in her bounce house, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and this is the New though. Amsterdam accent, all right? It's not oh, Italian. New Amsterdam here. <laughs> all right. We are really cultured, is what I'm getting from this whole episode. Should we shut it down? Yes. All right. If you'd like to be on the show, be a fan of Seinfeld. Come over to my house, watch it on my new Apple TV, and then be on this show. Oh, yeah. Email me if you want. And Ray Morgan, next weekend, James Mm -hmm. Bond, are we going or what? Mm -hmm. Can I say, I've never, we've talked about this. I admire his drink. I I like Pussy Galore. I would love to see one of these movies. I don't think I've ever seen a James Bond movie. Let's watch Casino Royale right now. And then uh, we'll go Too see sweet. the next one. Okay. I'm into that. And I will, I've got, you saw how much liquor I've got. I can make some, uh, some stuff. I can make some martinis if need be. I know how to make a right one too. Cause I've seen uh, somebody feed Phil and they made the correct James Bond one. And, you know, he treats women the way they should be. Oh, boy. Like a bounce house? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, follow Sean on Twitter. Follow me at BFF Lisa Lowry, Little Rafi. Follow him to the bounce house. Find me at the movie theater watching mm. James Bond. Double O Rafi. All right. BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. Thank you. And good night. Shake your asses, face screwed up like you having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one. This one classic. Red from blonde, yeah, bitch, I'm drastic. Why this? Why that? Lip stop basking. Listen to me, baby, relax and start passing. Expressway, head back, weaving through the traffic. This one strong should be labeled as a hazard. Some of y'all niggas hot, psych, I'm gassing. Clowns, I spot them and I can't stop laughing. Easy come, easy go, Evie gonna be lasting. Jealousy, let it go, results could be tragic. Some of y'all ain't writing well, too concerned with fashion. None of you ain't Giselle, can't walk and imagine. A lot of y'all Hollywood drama, cast it, cut bitch camera off, real shit.
in your teeth. Frustration, baby, you got to breathe. Take a lot more than you to get rid of me. You see, I do what they can't do. I just do me. Ain't no stress when it comes to stage. Get what you see. Meet me in the lab, pen and pad. Don't believe. Sixteen's mine. Create my own lines. Love for my wordplay. That's hard to find. Sophomore, I ain't scared. One of a kind. All I do is contemplate ways to make your fans mine. Eyes bloodshot, stress and chills up your spine. Sick to your stomach, wishing I wrote your rhyme. Ain't no mistake, nigga, it was planned on I had to give you up, it's like 